raw, uncut, and unapologetic. Welcome to Men Talking Mindfulness with your hosts John McCaskill and Will Schneider. Here we focus on helping men and those with men in their lives solve some of life's complex challenges through understanding the practices of mindfulness and how they can help. Each episode is in an environment free of judgment and criticism with a focus on authenticity and inner peace. Let's dig in. I'll tell you, welcome to another thought-provoking episode of Men Talking Mindfulness, where today we're going to delve into the fascinating realms of mindfulness and finding our purpose in life. In our increasingly fast-paced and demanding world, it's more crucial than ever to cultivate a deep sense of self-awareness and clarity in order to navigate the chaos and find true meaning. Join me, John McCaskill, and my co-host over there, Will Schneider, as we explore the transformative power of mindfulness, discuss the importance of mindfulness or the importance of purpose, and share insights and practical tips to help you develop a more intentional and fulfilling life. Let's embark on this enlightening journey together as we unveil the tools you need to unlock your inner compass and guide you towards the life you've always dreamed of. But first, I've got to say hi to my co-host, Will. Brother, great to see you, man. How are you? Thanks, John. Uh, this is going to be a different show for me. I'm standing up. I got a standing desk. <laughs> you know, I'm standing. So I might be like moving a lot. Like I'm definitely a mover. So it's like I might be dancing you know, <laughs> during the show I when I get excited. You know, I don't know. So it's all great. We're, we're, we continue to grow here, man, talking mindfulness and finding ways to not just bring you a better podcast, but make podcasting a little easier on ourselves all the time and continually increasing the quality of our podcast. Um, but one way uh, that you can increase the quality of your life, just take a moment and John, uh, let me ask you and everyone out there listening, is it time to get away, to unplug from all the emails and social media and the digital chaos? How about imagine yourself in a serene, natural, filled location, releasing your stress and anxiety, hitting reset, rejuvenating your body, your mind, your soul, and having fun. Well, this can be you if you sign up for our Mindfulness Adventure Retreat in upstate New York on May 18th to the 21st. We're going to breathe. We're going to move. We're going to get mindful. We're going to have a lot of fun on this four-day, three-night uh, immersive, sorry, four-day, yeah, three-night immersive That's experience right. that includes right a four-week integration program. So if you want to learn more about that, uh, head to mentalkingmindfulness.com slash retreat to book your uh, spot before they're gone. We already actually have a, um, a little over half of our capacity, so that's wonderful. Um, I'm excited for that retreat, John. Uh, for sure. Especially the people that are already going on the retreat. We have a bunch of uh, 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 re- retreat offenders, maybe you can call retreat, them, that retreat, are coming on the retreat. <laughs> Yeah, returnees. That's right. Okay. They're not offending anybody, right? <laughs> so, uh, so if you want to, uh, you know, keep in touch with Men Talking Mindfulness, you can get our, um, get our free mindfulness workbook and subscribe to our weekly newsletter by simply texting mindful, right? That's M-I-D-N-F-U-L to 33777. That's mindful at uh, 33777. Uh, you know, and please, uh, we are, we are growing John in, in remarkable ways, uh, not just from our efforts, but anybody out there listening can help us grow by taking a screenshot right now and tagging at men, talking mindfulness and let people know on your social media that you're becoming more mindful by listening, listening to the show. Um, you know, our YouTube is available out there. We have like snippets of 
parts of our conversation is that you can just, you know, kind of reabsorb some of this, um, some of this content and help you become more mindful by doing so. And uh, you can find us on YouTube at, uh, you know, men talking mindfulness slash at, or sorry, YouTube. No. Uh, <laughs> no, what is that? Yeah. It's all up, John. I don't see it on the notes here. Yeah, it's I was all really good. doing it's a good job. Okay. Uh, you're doing a fantastic job. You still are, man. Hey, we're all Thanks, uncut man. and unapologetic, Thanks. brother. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's yeah. Just go to YouTube.com forward slash at the at symbol men talking mindfulness. So YouTube.com at men talking mindfulness. And that's where you'll yeah. find us. John, I love how you rescue me so often <laughs> during the show. It's so nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Vice you. Person, all right, so man, we're here to support one another. Yeah, we are. We really are. And we're trying, we're showing people what support can be like. You that's know, right. Like that's two right. Two men coming together and doing something that comes from a place of purpose and passion, John, which we're going to dive into in a moment. But what's going to help us kind of get a little bit deeper, get a little bit grounded, get a little bit more present is our five breath grounding practice. So everybody find a seat or whatever you're doing. You can do this in almost anywhere, you know, except if you're talking. So just shut your mouth. And just <laughs> exhale out, exhale, exhale out, Shh, empty, empty, empty. Maybe close those eyes. Feel that grounding of your sit bones in this space. If you're sitting, your feet on the ground. Take a big, giant breath in. Big inhale. And exhale out the mouth. Shh, for that long five seconds. Three, two, one. Do it again. Big breath in. Five. Expanding like a big balloon and then slowly vertically uh, and all the way to the top and exhale out. Again, feel the power of the inhale. Feel that gentle piece of the exhale. Two more in. Out. Maybe relax the face, melt your shoulders, melt yourself into the here and now. And one more time in, big breath for five. And let it go. Good. Maybe some micro movements and maybe put a smile on your face because you are a part of another episode of Men Talking Mindfulness. So, um, awesome, John. Great to be back. <laughs> I got to tell you, um, you know, I, I've got the standing decks too, but uh, I, this is the first time that I've been standing. I'm actually standing on an ab mat, you know, the, the, the mats that you there use you to do abs. And so it provides some cushioning, but I didn't realize how much my eyes i mean i know this but i didn't realize in this particular instance how much my eyes come into play in balance and as you were leading oh. that uh for those who are watching potentially <laughs> i was kind of swaying back and forth because my eyes were closed and i'm standing on top of this ab mat and my uh, balance uh. was completely thrown off and i was like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah but it was yeah. a pretty neat pretty neat practice so fun um, actually i have uh, one leg up kind of in a half pigeon on the oh, desk. Wow, there, so there it's you like, go. yeah, so it's like, I feel it's like actually it's more stable for me. I don't know. So it's kind of like sitting uh, and standing at the same time. Okay, let's do this, right. John. Yes, I, I digress. Uh, so yeah, let's start with, <laughs> uh, you know, what is purpose and, and where does, yeah. where does it come from? And, and, you know, we, we often use Google to find these notes, uh, to do some research. <laughs> uh, we, we do use a lot of books. We, we read a lot of books. We right. have a lot of authors on, uh, but today we, we wanted to kind of 
try something out. So we used chat GPT and I typed in what is the, what is human purpose and where does it come from? And it comes up with the concept of human purpose refers to the reason or intention behind a person's existence or the pursuit of certain goals or aspirations. It is the idea that there is a fundamental meaning or direction to human life beyond mere survival or physical gratification. And that, I mean, I'm super impressed with ChatGPT. I'm also a little scared by it, but there's uh, this one particular response was spot on and I loved it. And it also yeah. reminded me, it reminds me of this uh, this movie. You know, I've got I've got young kids, so I watched the the Crudes. Uh, if you're familiar with that movie, it's the the cavemen and women. And uh, anyway, it's it's basically a family that lives in a cave because the dad doesn't want them to die, and he keeps them in this cave. And the daughter wants to get out and live her life. And there's a scene in it where uh, the father says something about living your life. You have to live your life in the cave, and she says. Well, that's not living. That's just not dying. And mm -hmm. to me, I think that's what purpose is. It's finding the reason we are here, the reason we are living this life, right? It's very easy for us to get wrapped up in the everyday kind of rigmarole, the, the fast-paced life that we talked about at the beginning, um, and get wrapped up in doing, 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 and never really stopping to think about, hey, am I doing things that are related to my purpose. So uh, I love the, I love that opening. And funny enough, like I mentioned, it's from ChatGPT, but man, it was spot on. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I mean, purpose, John, uh, you know, for me, it's really my experience of, of, of living life on purpose. Like I've, you know, I've kind of been on my own path for like 20 years, um, you know, moving to New York with a passion to act and then finding yoga, uh, finding, you know, getting deeper into mindfulness. And now, you know, this, this show is really, uh, you know, it's kind of always waiting, you know, in some ways of like not knowing exactly. I think one thing that, um, as we dive into purpose here, and one thing that I think, uh, I think really needs to be very, uh, explained and, and understood is, you know, just because where you start and be like, I'm going to do this one thing, we're going to how we're going to talk about how to find that thing that you're going to do. And you think it's going to be one thing and maybe you just get that's your first foot or first several steps in the path um, to to pursue your purpose. But that can change. You know, I went from um, acting, I was teaching acting for a while and I started meditating. I started doing more yoga. I started teaching more yoga and even all during this. Um, you know, I think thinking like acting was like, that's going to be it. And I had some success and it was fun. And I learned a lot about myself because it demands so much of the self. It demands so much of going on the inside, right, to, to, you know, to access more of your emotional life, to be more present on stage. That's how I, that's what kind of brought me in to the mindfulness space that would brought me into meditation. Uh, the physical practice of yoga helped me to, to, you know, release a lot of stress and anxiety in my body. It created a lot, hell of a lot more physical awareness. You know, the teaching started to develop more of my voice around these practices, which I already had developed more of my voice by being on stage, being on camera, being calm. Um, and even during, you know, when I've been, when I was teaching like pre pandemic, I was, uh, I used to go to this therapist all, you know, for, for years. And I'd be like, I don't know what my legacy is going to be. I don't know what my end goal is going to be. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I just, and it's frustrating, it's frustrating, frustrating. And then pandemic hits, um, you know, it's kind of a bit of a, it kind of pushed me in a new direction and it pushed me to you, 
you know, or push us to the show. Like I knew you sure. pre-pandemic, but you know, this is uh, the show because I love it so much, and 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 I, I want to help people, and that's a big part of of um, uh, of being on purpose and living uh, a good purpose. Is like not just you know serving your bank account or your basic needs or you know or your wealth, but serving other people. Uh, so connecting to a higher purpose is really important when when you are working and finding and discussing your purpose, which uh, we'll get into. But I just wanted to share. I think I think people think, or maybe you don't, or, or put it in the comments if if I'm wrong, or if this is this is this is true, that uh, you know just because you start in one place doesn't mean it's it's, it's not going to change. Oh, uh, and sure. I think part of being on your on purpose is that flexibility uh, and vulnerability of, of of just tapping into something greater than yourself and letting that guide you in some ways, as well as um, you know you you know, uh, working, uh, to, to access more of that, uh, you know, m- more of that voice, more of that heart, uh, and, and allowing that to help pull you forward in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, so. no doubt. And, you know, I, I, I think like you mentioned, your purpose, um, can change over time and yeah. you're going to probably in your lifetime have multiple purposes. Uh, like for me, you know, I, I feel that, uh, my purpose when I was in the, in the military, was mm-hmm. one thing. Um, I think the overarching purpose is service, right? I, I right. served in the military um, and now I'm serving in a different capacity. And that's my purpose uh, with Men Talking Mindfulness and everything else that we do that's kind of associated with Men Talking Mindfulness, helping others yeah. lead their, their happier, healthier, more fulfilled life. Uh, that's definitely the, the, the overarching purpose. But even underneath that overarching umbrella, there's like miniature purposes, right? Um, yeah. uh, and I think that's that's something that, that we need to be aware of and and be aware that we can change purposes over time. Uh, and, and I think that's going to change with your priorities. Uh, you know, mm. as, a, as, a, as a 24-year-old single guy, my purpose was... Uh, definitely serving in the military. That, that's what I felt. And, you know, that was my number one priority. Um, I did mm. get married and, um, and I honestly still felt that my, my purpose was to be the Navy SEAL and to serve this country. And that was my number one priority. And, and that was, uh, you know, that, that was to the demise of my first marriage. Um, since then, being remarried, uh, I have three kids and my priorities, my number one priority is my family. And the purpose is serving still the, the, you know, the purpose is serving them. The purpose is serving in my career as well. My, my entrepreneurial endeavors are all circled uh, or focused on service. Uh, so I think that, you know, finding the overarching purpose is, is important and then finding maybe sub purposes or priorities underneath that. Uh, and then realizing that maybe even that overarching uh, purpose is going to change. Those those priorities are definitely going to change over time, depending on your life situation. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's a moving target, uh, if if you want to say that. Um, and, yeah. and there's definitely things that are going to get in the way of you finding your purpose. Um, they're going to get in the way of you pursuing your purpose. Maybe you find your purpose and then you don't know how to pursue it. And that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's definitely an important thing to know because, you know, that's going to, that's potentially going to guide you on another path. But even if you get guided on another path, you may be able to find your purpose on that path. And that's, that's another mm-hmm. important thing to consider. Yeah. Um, yeah well, let's, let's, uh, let's get into, you know, how to find, 
find your purpose, man? What are what are some ways that that you want to discuss? Well, uh, you know, it's funny as I was making the poster for this show, right? <laughs> uh, and I, I haven't been familiar with this term ikigai uh, until I heard it multiple times in, in The Gift of Adversity with Marcus Aurelius Anderson, who was on the right. show this season. And uh, I was like, ikigai, it was awesome to see that come up, you know, as I'm like searching, you know, and I use Canvas uh, or Canva, you know, create posters and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I searched like purpose and just to see what images would come up. And then sure enough, ikigai was kind of everywhere. And I was like, oh, good. I'm glad they brought that up because that was something <laughs> that really boom, like is a, it's a great concept. And, yeah. um, and Marcus breaks it down brilliantly in his book. And, you know, and then I really actually went and looked in like, what is, what is a Venn diagram? Cause not really know, I know what it is, but then I want to know what it was, or yeah. actually, you know, so I can speak to it very clearly. Um, you know, so there's four circles in this Venn diagram of uh, Ikigai and it start, or there's like the four circles are, are the fields, right. That were, that you begin to explore. And then those circles begin to overlap in, uh, in, in, Two ways, two other ways. Uh, so we'll talk about all of that, uh, the big circles, the overlapping, and then the center and uh, what it all means. So the four circles are, if you really want to start to discover, okay, what is my purpose? Like you might have an idea what it is, uh, but this will help you maybe clarify it a little bit more. And it's good to write things down. It's not something, I don't think that, you know, your would help me continually become more purposeful with my time and my life and my intention, I think is a really key word here. Um, when you come to purpose, like being intentional. And, I, and I, as I was studying for the show, it's like that started showing up a lot of different synonym, synonyms for purpose is intention, right? Definitely, you know, um, it's in the definition of purpose is intention. So, so being intentional and taking time and actually, you know, and just maybe creating this little Venn diagram for yourself can really help you define what this purpose is. So uh, four circles to start. It's like number one is what you love, uh, what the world needs, uh, number three, what you what what you can get paid for, and uh, and number four is what you are good at. So that's the four areas that you want to explore and really begin to contemplate, sit down, write, uh, and really go deep into them and really be honest with yourself about all that. Um, and uh, and then you want to go into the intersection parts, John. Um, yeah, yeah, unions, yeah. So, they call them according to the Venn right. diagrams, like the, what they're called unions when the, when the circles begin to merge in these four yeah. quadrants. Right. I mean, I'm I'm going to nerd out here because I'm I'm a math major and operations research oh, right. and masters. Yeah. So Venn diagrams. I lived in the unions and the intersections. Um, so yeah, and I love this image. Right. I've seen this a thousand times, and it's it's very powerful. Oh, I'll right? actually those, bring it up on the screen. Those four circles. But you've got, again, what you love, what the world needs, what you can get paid for and what you're good at. And the intersections or the unions of those two. So it's, it's just exactly if you're watching now, you can see what Will's holding up. I should have brought up a, a shared screen image, but you can see the intersections, again, the unions. And that's where not all of them overlap, but there is some overlap between some of the circles in the Venn diagram. So the unions are passion, mission, mm -hmm vocation and profession and wow. those are great you know those are definitely important to have but then when mm. they all overlap all four of those in the center again where what you love overlaps with what the world needs and it overlaps with what mm. you can get paid for and it overlaps with what you're good at that can be your purpose although mm. <laughs> i will i will argue with that venn diagram too in that 
hey, we don't get paid for this podcast yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, we don't get paid for this podcast, but I feel this podcast is a big piece of uh, our purpose, um, and oh, it's definitely, 100%. it's definitely a you know part of the passion, the mission, the vocation and the profession um but we're not getting paid so that that piece of that venn diagram is still <laughs> missing <laughs> so maybe we can figure yeah, that I mean, out or maybe if you're listening you can help us figure this out <laughs> yeah yes exactly. that's true we, well, we, we are get paid, paid in different ways you know, in other ways but it's also yeah. i think it's like you know and that's one good that's a good point john about when i read about getting paid it's like uh you know it's how about being paid in you know appreciation Right. Or paid in, you know, I mean, you know, that doesn't necessarily keep the lights on. Um, but, uh, you know, one thing that actually Marcus Aurelius Anderson talks about in his book as well is the 80-20 principle. Yeah. You know, so giving, you know, creating, you know, uh, this is kind of the way I've been living for quite a while. It's like, you know, so I've taken all this yoga experience and meditation, all like the reputation I developed here in the city. And, um, you know, that that is about 20 percent of my time. That, that's all that's all you know to, to keep a roof over my head which i'm very fortunate right. you know it's only like you know 10 15 hours a week or something like that just to keep a roof over my head which is great but the other 80 percent of my time right is this is this it's it's it's, it's writing it's researching it's it's uh working on our book or, or or working on ways to bring more mindfulness to more people um so it really gives me an opportunity to uh um just to explore this passion, explore more of this purpose and, and, right. and, and dive in deeper. And I, I was experiencing this, uh, when, uh, I was, when I started to act, like I, as I had a full-time job, which, which that consumed a lot of my time. And then I got another part-time job just to kind of work, you know, find a new skill as a waiter. Cause I knew I'd be waiting tables when I first got here in New York. <laughs> um, and, but also that gave me an opportunity to put a bunch of money away too. Yeah. Uh, and then when I moved to New York, uh, June 3rd, 2003, it'll be um, 20 years this June 3rd, John. I'm going to have a celebration. And uh, uh, I was able to take that money that I saved up. Uh, I was very fortunate to find a place. Uh, we'll talk about these synchronicities in a moment. But I, I found a very inexpensive apartment. And I was then I, I kind of, it was nice. Things started to fall into place. And I... I was able to not work all the time um, and instead take like at least half my time or more to plug myself into the acting world here in New York. So, um, so yeah, I think that's uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, I, I think, you, you know, you've touched on an important uh, point here kind of indirectly, but I, I definitely think you've, you've mentioned it and, and I kind of indirectly mentioned it too, is, is part of your finding your purpose. We've done an episode on, you know, the growth mindset or the beginner's mindset versus the fixed mindset. And, you know, the growth mindset, a way to foster that growth mindset, that's to be vulnerable and to be open, but also to experiment and to explore. And you touched yeah. on exploring. And so we've kind of mm -hmm. explored, you, you know, you've, you've been an actor, you, you were in pharmaceuticals, you've been, you've waited tables. I mean, I think that's yeah. kind of a rite of passage for everyone going to New York City is, is to, have to have to wait tables. I've waited tables, but never in New York City. So I can only imagine how stressful that is. Definitely need tough mindfulness. Skin, tough skin, tough skin, yeah, people right. skills, charm, right? Goodness, you really good. You have to develop all those wonderful skills right okay yeah 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 but you know you got to try out those new experiences um whether that's a new profession whether it's a new hobby a new activity uh maybe a new volunteering opportunity and and really um engage in those experiences that that can help you to better understand 
what you're passionate about and then, uh, you know, where you may be able to get paid and what pe people need and it's the Venn diagram. But you have to explore and you have to be willing to maybe even fail and fall on your face and realize, oh. hey, you know what, I'm, uh, I'm not good at this because that was another part of the Venn diagram. I'm, I'm not good at this, right? I'm, I'm not going to be uh, an Olympic uh, or an X Games athlete. I just don't have that coordination. I know that about myself <laughs> because I've explored yeah. and I've experimented with uh, you know some of the, the the sports that are out there, and I'm just not good. So I know that I'm not going to be that. That's not going to be my purpose in life. Um, yeah. So you have to realize that you're gonna you need to explore, but also realize that you're going to have failures, going to have setbacks. Um, maybe uh, in addition to in addition to that, uh, when you are experimenting, and we've talked about this before on the show, is is journal. You know that uh, that self-reflection. How does that make you feel? How does that particular profession, activity, volunteering, whatever? How does that make you feel? Like journaling about that, and then going back and looking at it after a few weeks. Uh, I I wouldn't have gotten into teaching mindfulness if I wasn't journaling. If I wasn't journaling about how great I felt, one when I was practicing mindfulness, and two when I was teaching it. Uh, I mean that yeah. that felt. Yeah very rewarding to me and i felt kind of the intersection of those those circles in that venn diagram um mm -hmm. so i think that's a that's a couple of important things there too in in exploring and finding your purpose is one be willing to explore two be willing to fail and three journal or do that deep self uh introspection yeah yeah and and keep going don't let the results scare you Right, because I mean, uh, I've had some um, horrible, horrible, I mean, well, horrible in the sense when I was in the middle of it, it was emotionally like, oh my God, just devastating to just completely fail on fucking stage. Like, <laughs> I mean, completely you know, in front of a group of people, you know, I mean, so incredibly embarrassing and it was hard, it was hard, but it didn't take me out of the game. Like, I learned from it, you know, like, and I took that wisdom from that experience. It's just a result. It's not a failure. Like, yeah, I mean. I failed in that moment or other people could assume, you know, that that was a failure, but, and, and it was for that particular production or that particular class or something like that, that I was in, but taking that, um, I even failed, failed in my first, uh, yoga classes. Like the first yoga class I taught John, they fucking pulled me out after 20 minutes. You know, like I didn't even finish the one hour class. It was just like, oh my God, I need to sit down. Like, you know, so instead of like shaming myself out of, you know, ever teaching again or, or stepping on stage again, it's like, okay, take that beginner's mind, like you said, and part of that beginner's mind is just like being humble, right? Realizing that, you know, you're not going to be great at something that you just started yesterday. Like that's just right. impossible absolutely yep. impossible even if you're some sort of savant you're still gonna suck you know maybe not as <laughs> suck as bad as myself or john would you know it's something but like you're still gonna suck you know what i mean and and like and, but that suck right is it that's the fuel that's what helped me to keep going because i wanted to get better i wanted to learn a little bit more i wanted to go deeper on the inside i wanted to try different things i wanted to take bigger risks and that's a big part of uh, finding your purpose too is taking that risk like when is that per what you know so say you go through the venn diagram you discover the center it's like okay this is my purpose now i'm going to take that first step you know into my purpose um but how do you keep going like what is what does it take for you to keep going and keep showing up and but also then you're going to make a choice it's like you know uh is this just going to be you know, a little hobby and you're never going to fully access and live in the potential of that purpose or what do you have to 
as things get bigger, as I, as I step further into the, um, into the mindfulness space and into the yoga space, like all of a sudden, like I needed to really take a, a an honest inventory about, okay, what, what's going on with acting? Is it time to let it go? And then I just let it go. And I yep. just went right on to the next thing, you know, right into, um, I mean, so thankful for all the things that I've learned that I've gained as I, as, and that is a real honest and an amazing part of my path. Um, and it just, just done so much for me as a human being because it re- requires so much in order to, 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 you know, be on camera or hit the boards or get back to class and all the homework and stuff that's entailed, you know, to really find the characters and stuff. So, um, there's going to be a time, um, when you, as you begin to access this purpose and begin to walk in the path and begin to live more of that purpose and feel more of that purpose that you might have to make some real hard decisions. Like, all right, now what do I do? Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. Which is definitely part of this. Yeah. And, you know, I want to come back to your failures, right? Uh, our failures, right? Um, yeah. We're going to fail. And that's that's something I think that actually prevents us from finding our purpose. Um, that fear mm. of failure or when you do have that initial failure, quitting and saying, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be a yoga instructor. Maybe I shouldn't be an actor. Maybe I shouldn't be a mindfulness meditation teacher. Maybe I shouldn't be, I don't know, X, Y, or Z uh, because right. you, you failed at your first attempt. And, you know, failing at your first attempt. What is that? Failure or fail is first attempt in learning, right? F-A-I-L. Uh, at least right. that's what I've oh, heard. Yeah, F-A-I-L is first attempt in learning. And that's that's resilience is, is failing, getting knocked down, and then getting back up and learning why you got yeah. knocked down and coming back stronger uh, forward mm-hmm. in the long run. Um, the, the other thing that I think really keeps us, or one of many things that keep us from finding our purpose is um, societal pressure. Uh, you know, I, I remember <clears throat> when I was starting to get out of the military, and we've talked about this on the show before, I was in my military transition and I was speaking to people in different um, industries and everything, and that's another thing to find your purpose is talk to people, find mentors in those different industries or areas of life and find out what they do and why it's, you know, good for them and why they feel it's their purpose. Um, But I was doing that. I was talking to people in, in private equity and venture capital and commercial real estate and all these different wonderful jobs. I mean, I think they're great work. I don't have anything against any of those, but for me, it just wasn't something that I was passionate about. So one, I was talking to a lot of people. But then, too, when when I started telling people what I was going to do, I told them, yeah, you know what? When I get out, I'm going to teach meditation and mindfulness. <laughs> I got I got a lot of weird looks. I got, you know, hey, how are you going to make money doing that? Well, I don't know. I'll figure it out. First of all, that's not my right. number one priority is making money. I mean, making money is nice. I like to put food on the table for my family. But that's not my number one priority uh, as far as making money is not. My family is, but making money is not. Um and, uh, you know, that societal pressure was there. Um, and then uh, there's also tied to that, it's, it's validation um, seeking. Like, I want to tell people that I'm a millionaire and that I've got all these accolades and successes, right? So many people want that in life. And maybe that seeking that um, quote unquote success actually keeps you from being an internal success and finding your purpose. Maybe you find that you are um, really great at um, 
I don't know, again, private equity or venture capital, and, and you're making millions of dollars, coming back to James Doty, who was on our show talking about compassion and, and meditation mm -hmm. and the reasons to do it. Um, you know, he was a multimillionaire and then realized that he was uh, not really finding his purpose. And now is since this, right. uh, he's founded so many things that are great for humanity, um, including mm -hmm. the course that, that Will is going through on self-compassion. But mm -hmm. um, that when we when we are looking for that external validation, somebody tell us, hey, you did a great job because you're making millions of dollars because you drive a nice car because you live in a nice house. Well, maybe that's keeping you from finding right. your true purpose. So those are, yeah. uh, I think, some things that are important. So we're talking about on the show ways to find your purpose, but we also need to look at the flip side of that coin. What gets in the yeah. way of finding your purpose? So yeah. I just wanted to make sure I mentioned well, those. No, yin and yang. You know, it's like those naysayers, right? And I experienced a lot of that when I started a break free. And you, you just spoke of it, John. Like, oh, I'm going to teach meditation. Like, you're crazy, dude. There's like no fucking money in that. <laughs> You know right. what I mean? And now you're definitely a hippie instead of this military gladiator. You know? <laughs> I'm still and growing like, my hair out. Man. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just start growing your hair out and start, you know, like whatever, saying hire Krishna or something all the time. <laughs> and uh, like, uh, but like I experienced a lot of that. And, and, you know, one of the, one of the guiding forces for me when I, you know, started contemplating and then figuring out, uh, getting very intentional being very strategic and then leaving, you know, uh, my parents were, when I left this corporate job I had, it was like, you know, I was making good money. Like I probably could have been a manager like a year in a year before I left or something like that. Or a year after I left, if I, if I stayed with the company because they really liked what I was doing and who I was, and, you know, and, and this, and, and the safety and the money and the comfort and the consistency. Uh, but also, you know, the group think, you know, what do they say? Uh, you know, uh, you know, misery loves company, but me, but you know, but loves um, mediocrity. mediocrity part. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like you know, but uh, loves mediocrity more. And I was just, you know, I love all the people I worked with, uh, and a lot of them were very passionate about, you know, especially the PhDs that I worked with, like you know, really diving into, you know, cellular biology and stuff like that. Takes a lot of time, and and <laughs> uh, and that's something that that was their passion, and they pursued that passion and they became a doctor of this, that, and the other thing in the, in the science world. And, you know, and they're rewarded at, at this company, but uh, I just didn't feel that passion anymore. I was just, just like, I just needed a job and I just started, you know, I just took this job and it was like, and it was fun. You know, I liked the people I worked with, but it just, it just, you know, I just lived for my weekends during that time. I just took my money and just partied or like bought a bunch of stupid shit that I didn't really didn't, you know, <laughs> just fill the void that I thought it would fill, but it just kept, you know, it's like a never ending void. But when you find your purpose, you can really start to fill your cup. Um, yeah. And I think it's really important. Like this is like the artist way. And, um, you know, this, this is my guide right here. And Julia Cameron, the artist way, uh, it, it, she, you know, she let us, she let me know, or she said, you know, keep people in, you have a, you have a dugout or, and people in the dugout and outside the dugout. And the people in the dugout is the people that I was sh uh, that I would share my, my dreams, my ambitions, like the my feelings and my experience of you know me contemplating taking this big move and leaving all this comfort, you know, of, of just having a regular corporate job and stepping onto my own path, which is like completely the opposite, you know, of, of and also the opposite of everything of all the people I was around, all the people in my family. Like I was one of the first ones to really like break out and do my own thing. Um, but people outside that little inner circle you have, 
you know, those are the people that, you know, you, that I, I didn't share yet until she calls you artist child, right? I was like kind of fostering this, this creative, this creative child within or my artistic self. And it's just like a child. You can't just throw it out in the elements. You know, you really have to protect, to swaddle, to take care of, to nurture. Um, and then once you kind of grow up and develop a thicker skin and you have more confidence because of the rewards and, uh, and the experience you've had as you continue to walk on that path, it's like, then it's like, oh, this is what I'm doing. This is who I am. Uh, and you can really, you know, and that, that's just something to be aware of. Like when you begin to move into this purpose uh, is, is who you, because who you can, can speak with about it. I think it's very important because, again, that, uh, you know, mediocrity and, and that uh, misery will really try to pull you down because as soon as you begin to light up your tuning mm. fork or your porch, if you will, um, uh, other people will be like, oh, wait, wait, you can't burn that fucking torch because that means that I have the ability to light my torch. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I haven't. So it's, it's very intimidating for people. But yeah, go ahead. Right. No, and I was just saying, you know, the, the fact that some people are going to keep you from lighting that torch uh, because they yeah. haven't. They haven't found exactly. their ability to light their torch. Um, and I want to come to one yeah. of the questions that's in the comments here uh, oh, in, in the live. Uh, it yeah. says, where, where do relations fit into Ikigai? For instance, if your relationship mm -hmm. with your spouse or kids is not good, does the purpose get impacted or how do these ideas work together? Great question from Aaron. Uh, thank you for tuning yeah. in, Aaron, and, and thank you for the question. Uh, I think that uh, is is definitely something that probably needs to get added to that that Venn diagram. Maybe add a fifth circle uh, because it's yeah. it's definitely easy to say, hey, how, where do I get paid? What am I good at? What does the world need? Yeah. What do I love? And be like, hey, you know what? It's 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 not what's good for the family. But I would I would also argue that in finding your purpose. You're going to be passionate. You're going to be putting money on the table. I think you're going to be a happier and healthier individual, and you're going to be a happier person to be around. Um, so it's it's ultimately, I think, going to be good for your family, good for your relationships. Yeah. Um, you know, you're going to feel that that sense of fulfillment. You're not going to feel that you've got to keep finding the next thing, the next thing to fix you or make you feel validated. You're going yeah, to feel, feel validated. Yeah, yeah, you're going to fill that mm -hmm. void. You are already filling that void in serving your purpose. So I think that's where it does come into play is that you are doing it already. And I, you know, I want to touch on that since we're talking about relationships. Um, that's that's another piece that can help you to find your purpose is cultivating those those deep <clears throat> excuse me those deep and meaningful relationships with friends with family um, sharing those experiences um, talking about your aspirations your goals supporting each other um, that's that's hugely important so you know if you're a spouse and your spouse is is seeking their purpose supporting them in that journey because you know ultimately it's going to be good for you and your relationship and vice versa you should be getting that support as you're seeking your yeah. purpose um so i think that that um that can definitely be something that supports you in finding your journey but the other side again the flip side of the coin like i often say is that if you're not getting that support one, maybe that's not the relationship that you want to be in. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to be a homewrecker here with the show. Uh, but but yeah, maybe right, maybe you right. need to uh, talk to your your significant other, uh, whether that's a spouse uh, or or uh, some other romantic relationship, um, and and see 
what you can do differently to either offer that support or get that support. I think that's uh, that's hugely important. So thanks for that question, Aaron. I appreciate the, the live question. Well, I want to go instead of just also the relationships with other people are really important. And, you know, and, 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 uh, and if you're not in a supportive environment or say your spouse isn't supporting you, that's going to be uh, a bunch of friends that, you know, starting to make some change in their life. And, and, you know, their spouse is like, what the fuck are you doing? And, uh, and, and eventually that relationship ended because mm-hmm. that's how important the purpose was, uh, was more important than, and, and the reason I, I mentioned this is because getting down to self, getting into yourself, the relationship with yourself, if you are sacrificing, and this is what I did for six years or, or even, you know, kind of through college in some ways, it's just like, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was just kind of going through the motions, like living the story that I was fed as like a young man through my whole life. And, um, and, and, and when I wasn't on my purpose, right, I had, there was an edge to me, you know, there's an anger mm, that was sure. kind of inside of me, you know? So it's just like, so I was, there's a lot of self-sabotaging when, when you're not, you know, this purpose comes from, we didn't even talk about this yet, but, uh, um, it comes from a place of the heart, not of the mind, not of the mind in the sense of like checking the boxes of expectations of society and the way that my parents wanted me to be and the way my, I don't want to rock the boat of my friends. So I just check all some everyone else's boxes, sacrificing my own heart, my own creativity, my own dreams. Um, and then what comes in is this anger, this self-sabotage. Uh, you know, this doubt and, and, and then all the habits that come with that. Cause I need to keep numbing myself, numbing it's alcohol, drugs, sex, like, you know, fancy cars, like, you know, materialism. And, and you can just get lost in this place. And a lot of people, and let me know if, if I'm, if I'm, if, if anyone listening understands this or has, has experienced this or is experiencing this now, it's like, mm-hmm. you can get just lost in more, just, I need more mm-hmm. of this, more of that. And that just fills this void that, uh, and that void is an indication of something that you're not in alignment with, with yourself and your place in this planet and your heart and, and, and who you can be as a person. Like, what is your potential? And uh, Marcus Aurelius, again, talks about this a lot. If you're not living in that potential, you just open up the back door for a whole bunch of shit to come in. And you can live it all like I'm, that's the habits I'm talking about. That's the feelings you're going to have. That's the, you know, the mediocre minds and and uh, and souls you're going to continually hang out with because at least you have like a, a you know a, a group of people that you don't feel so bad around because because they're doing the same thing, which is essentially right. not living up to their potential. This yeah. is like so. This, that's a very very key point here. Is uh, it's like if when I'm on purpose, John. Like I, you know, I mean now it's like I. I, I, I make sure my sleep is really is right every day. I make sure my diet is super clean so I can continually be very functional, very imaginative, very creative, have lots of energy throughout my day. You know, um, I pick my spots when I can, like when I go out and drink or have some fun in other ways that, um, you know, that might kind of sacrifice my energy the following day or for a couple of days. And, you know, it's that, it's, it's that relationship to yourself is, is what you start accessing if you begin to fa- step on the path of your purpose. But it's also the relationship to yourself if you're not. That's another relationship, mm. and that can really be extremely detrimental. Yeah. I don't want to read it in a moment, but I'd love yeah, to comment on that. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, I think 
those are fantastic comments. I mean, the, the relationship with yourself is critical in so much of what we talk, talk about and so much uh, finding your purpose, finding your why, connecting with others, having that self-compassion. That's huge. But right. I also noticed something that you hit on is the word more, right? So you yeah. know, seeking seeking more. We talked about finding that, you know, the, the next house, uh, the next nice car, the next thing. Mm. That That's definitely right. something I think that can get in the way of, of finding your purpose. But the, the other thing is more that we already have in our life. Um, there's there's information overload, right? There's there's uh, that constant barrage of, of information from social media, from news, um, from from friends, from whomever, um, telling us what we should be doing. And I think that's getting in the way. And then it's it's also when we look at our purpose, if you will, you know, maybe 50, 100 years ago, there were a lot I think there were still a lot of purposes on the table, but not as many people realized it. And there are not as many purposes, quote unquote, as there are today. So it's like sitting in front of your cable TV now today, and you've got 10,000 channels and you sit down and you start flipping with the remote and you're like, an hour later, you realize you haven't actually watched anything. All you've done is spent time looking at the guide. Well, I think that's where a lot of us get lost in finding our purpose is there's so many things out there that we actually get wrapped yeah. up in analysis paralysis. We're like, well, maybe I could do this. Yeah. Well, maybe I could do that. But maybe I could do this. Maybe I could do that. And we also get wrapped up in the fact, coming back to the beginning of the show, um, the fact that we feel that we need to serve one purpose. Well, mm. maybe maybe that is you. Maybe you can find one purpose, but sometimes there's more than one purpose. Maybe you can find 10 purposes and actually do all of those. Um, yes, it's going to be yeah. tough and you're going to have to manage your time, but you don't have to necessarily get pigeonholed into one particular purpose. Um, so no, I think that right. that analysis paralysis, the the more, either the seeking of more or the availability of so much more gets in the way of our, our finding our purpose. Um, so I, I know you had something that you wanted to read, but I wanted to make sure. That yeah, I, I, definitely, that. I definitely want to read something, but also uh, bring up, it's like what, what prevents the analysis and paralysis is take fucking action. Mm. Just, just do something, just, just start doing something. Right. And then, and, and then just do the best you can, right. Uh, to keep doing that one thing, um, for like as often as you can, like one thing, uh, you know, I mentioned in my, make the time make the fucking time to number one, like flesh out, you know, with the Venn diagram or whatever process you're going to use in order to find your purpose. Um, make the time, even with just a little 15 minutes that you can kind of drop in and, and be active. It's not just like, you know, analysis of paralysis. That could just be reading about like, you know, your dream, whatever, get, begin to develop or begin to uh, work with the skills that are required in order to take on that purpose and take action. And the more consistent action you take, the more uh, your spirit starts to lift, right? A big part of, um, of getting into that, uh, into the purpose, like your heart begins to open, right? You begin instead of just being in, you know, that box checking expectation narrative that I kind of broke down before. It's like, wait, 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 that's just all mind, right? That's just all like outside. Right. That's like the what the explicit. Right. What about the implicit experience? And when you work from that implicit experience, heart begins to activate. And maybe you haven't lived in your heart in a long time and understand that it's, it's magical. It's powerful. It, it, it brings things to you. It, it has things that will run through you. It, it opens up imagination. It opens up like so many different realms of 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 of, of like 
earthly potential. It's unfucking believable. But it's going to take a little bit of time to get comfortable and begin to trust, you know, the, the you, know, you your relationship to your heart and your relationship to this purpose. But the more that you continually keep that space, expand that space, that making time space I talked about, and just keep filling and just keep doing more and more. And more, I mean, more in this sense, right? Just keep taking action, yeah, take no, action again. In a good way. Take action again, right? And, and fuck, fuck what the results are. The results don't necessarily matter. I mean, at, at, at the early, early beginner stage of the purpose, just keep doing, keep doing. And that doing takes you another thing, another thing, opens up a door over here that you never even thought was possible, that synchronicity. Um, and more synchronicities, more things keep coming. And all of a sudden, like you're, you wake up inspired, you wake up differently. Um, and I'm going to read this, uh, and anything you want to comment on that, John, go ahead before I read about anger. As no, fuel. man, go for it. Cause I, I want to get into, you know, as, as we start to get yeah. towards the, the end of the show here, I, I want to get into specifically how mindfulness can help us. I okay. mean, a lot of what we talked about already is founded on yeah. mindfulness, but yeah. I want to yeah. explicitly get into mindfulness specifically. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry about, I don't feel I was rambling. I was rolling, I guess. No, I'm man, you were rolling. Okay. Rolling. <laughs> <laughs> rolling. Yeah. And it wasn't on any Molly. I was just rolling with the, <laughs> just kidding. That's what they say when you're a Molly, John, rolling. Oh, anyway. Okay. I know, man. Anger. <laughs> oh, nice. I've never John. used it, but I know what the term is. <laughs> oh, it's fucking good, man. Anyway, oh, man. Oh, man. So, oh, mom, man. You, didn't hear that. you didn't hear that, mom. You didn't hear that, mom. My mom listens to the show now, John, when she's on her little, uh, when she does her bike ride. She keeps telling me, you got to stop cursing. Mom, this is for you. I love you. <laughs> there you go. Okay, here we go. <laughs> anger is fuel. This is Julia Cameron, the artist way. She goes, anger is fuel. We feel it when we want to do something. Hit someone, break something, uh, throw a fit, uh, smash the fist into a wall, uh, tell those bastards. But we are nice people. And what we do with our anger is stuff it, deny it. Blur it, block it, hide it, lie about it, medicate it, muffle it, ignore it. We do everything but listen to it. Anger is meant to be listened to. Anger is a voice, a shout, a plea, a demand. Anger is meant to be respected. Why? Because anger is a map. Anger shows us that, uh, shows what our boundaries are. Anger shows us where we want to go. It lets us see where we've been and lets us know when we haven't uh, when we haven't liked it. Anger uh, points the way, not just the finger. Yeah, anger points uh, the way, uh, not just the finger. In the recovery of a blocked artist, and anger is a sign of health. Anger is meant to be acted upon. It's not meant to be acted out. Anger points the direction. We are meant to use anger as fuel to take the action we need to move where our anger points us. With a little thought, we can usually translate the message uh, that our anger uh, is sending us. That is Julia Cameron, man. She is like, I love, love, love this writer. Um, and I just want to put that out there. So if you're really feeling that fire and that fury of anger, listen to it. It has it, There's a message in there. Instead of fighting it or, or pacifying it in some way, um, you know, that could be like, you know, I, I felt that when, when, when I was beginning to become who I am right now and do the things I'm doing right now. Um, and uh, yeah, John, go ahead. I just also want to talk about money uh, after we kind of get into the mindfulness part of this, uh, yeah. how mindfulness can help. All right. Uh, yeah, any comments cool. on the anger or anything? Or, 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 um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I think anger 
uh, can be so closely tied to passion. Um, so uh, I, I think that, um, and, and it can also, um, honestly, well, I think it can guide us, but it can also cloud us. <clears throat> and what I mean yeah, by that sure. is, is coming back to the failure piece. Uh, maybe we get so mm. frustrated and so angry at our attempts at something and we fail that we get clouded of the the next attempt or what we could have learned from that and we move on faster than we should have. Maybe we could have stuck with it one mm. more attempt and uh, and yeah. found out that this yeah. is actually our purpose, our passion, uh, something that's guiding us. Mm. So I think passion is a, or yeah. sorry, anger rather, is the double-edged sword. We have to uh, appreciate yeah. it for both sides of that and, and look at it and Very see hard. where it's guiding us, but also where it's hurting us. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's let's just touch uh, quickly again, more specifically on mindfulness and how mindfulness can help. I know we've touched on quite a lot of this already. Um, you know, having that uh, that enhanced self awareness. So as we as we meditate or live mindfully, and I always want to distinguish those two. I mean, there is com coming back to another Venn diagram. There is some overlap between the two, between living mindfully and meditation, but they're not necessarily the same thing. But in living mindfully and or meditating, we can better understand our thoughts, um, our emotions, and and really who we truly are inside. Again, kind of blocking out the noise of the world, blocking out uh, all that that noise that we talked about before as far as more, 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 and, and that analysis paralysis. We can turn inward and tune out that analysis paralysis. Um, the, uh, the emotional regulation, stress reduction, prioritization, we talked about prioritization and time management before. If you allow the time to go out and do something, you actually set aside the time to go out and do something, you might have a better chance of actually finding your passion, finding your purpose. Um, and I want to make sure I, I clarify myself there, finding your purpose, because not always is your passion necessarily going to be your purpose. You can still do your passion, mm -hmm. but it may not be necessarily your purpose. Um, so prioritization and time management, cultivating resilience. I mean, failure, failure, failing, sorry, failing, and then realizing you failed, but it's just an attempt and then coming back and doing it again, that is resilience coming, getting knocked down, getting back up. As you meditate, it's actually going to cultivate that resilience. And as you have more resilience, you're going to be more likely to find your purpose. Um, living in that present moment, encouraging personal growth. We talked about the growth mindset or the beginner's mindset. As you meditate, you're more likely going to be willing to try new things. You're going to be more vulnerable and open yourself up to learning new things. Um, so it's going to uh, really help to create an opportunity to find that purpose. And then, um, you know, not to get specifically on any one religion, but a spiritual connection to a higher power of some sort. Um, when you mind, um, when you mindfulness, when you are mindful and when you meditate, that can connect you, whether that's to your personal higher being, the universe, whatever the case may be, having a connection to something greater than yourself, I think that's a key piece that is fostered through mindfulness that helps to develop that that sense of purpose or helps you to find your purpose. So I wanted to make yeah. sure we hit on those, uh, you know, before the end of the show. So yeah, man, I'd love to, uh, any comments on any of that, or we can move yeah. on to the money piece. Well, I think that, uh, you know, meditation, it just, it, it really helps you to sit and reflect, you know, it, it really, you know, you get to become aware of, uh, you know, more of that uh, creative flow or that purposeful flow that starts to come through. You know, there's um, the answers 
often, uh, you know, don't come from the outside. They come from within, although, but sometimes those, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that voice and that, that feeling on the inside is met by things on the outside. Again, that, that synchronicity is, is, is a big part of how I began to experience when I first started taking those steps in the path. Like things just started to happen. Doors started open. Phone calls came in. Emails were coming, th- you know, flying through. And it was like remarkable when I just knew that I was valuable enough, right, to take this step, you know, and, and really put myself on the line. And almost like the universe and the world was kind of waiting uh, for, for me to show up and meditation and the practice of mindfulness, uh, really help tremendously to just create that space in my mind, you know, and, and if you're always have or con- continually bombarded, um, by all your responsibilities and all the conversations that go around and those responsibilities and all the digital, you know, interactions that, you know, kind of make those things possible and you never just stop, just, just stop and meditate for a little bit of time or just go on a walk without all of this, you know, distraction, um, then it's really hard to kind of let the good stuff come in. Uh, uh, so, uh, that's what I really enjoy. You know, one thing that yeah. really helped me with, with mindfulness meditation is, is just creating that. And that's a great way to create that space too, and make that an honor. Cause you're really honoring yourself when you show up for meditation. For sure. You know, so again, and, and it's so much of this comes back to self. Um, money, you know, someone mentioned here, uh, you know, I was talking about like, oh, and you mentioned earlier about how much money you make or do this, do that. It's like, you know, I, you know, I listened to Bill Burr the other day. He was just a little snippet of Bill Burr. And he was talking about, um, you know, how he, used to, he lived in New York and worked at, like a shitty job and was getting paid like, you know, uh, $8 to do stand up. But like he would do this little stand up and he'd get all those laughs and then he'd come home and it didn't matter like that he worked in this crappy job and just made eight bucks at some stand up because, but the moment that he, that he created on the stage and that vibe and that experience he had in that moment, he just came home and he was dancing with his girlfriend and having a great time. And it's like, and, and that's like, that's, that's what, that's the money right there. Or that's the, that's where the payment, you know, and it's amazing how stuff just starts to open up, you know, like I, I've, you know, on this path of, of, of I just, there's, and I've been on this doing my own thing for long enough that it's just like, you know what, my heart's in the right place. My mind's in the right place. I'm doing the right things. Uh, you know, I've developed the right practices in order to support, um, you know, you know, this, this passion and, and, and my heart and my mind and, and I'm a good person and it just comes, it's just there. It just, it's, it's just somehow there all the time. Uh, and, and I'm lucky and we're growing and things are getting bigger and we're making more money and stuff like that. And, but it, sometimes it could take, don't make it about the money, make it about doing the work, making it about, you know, uh, exploring your art, your creativity, your purpose and, 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 and adding value to other people's lives. And you just watch right. how things start to fall in place by that value add into other people's right. lives. So, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, coming to the end of the show, I want to throw out to yeah. our audience, you know, if you're watching live, love to, you know, hear from you in, in the comments uh, of ways yeah. that you have found your purpose, things that have yeah. maybe gotten in the way, and maybe you found your way around those things uh, or through them even better. Uh, we'd love to love to hear from you, uh, whether it's live or post fact, you know, put in the comments, yeah. again, how you found your purpose, uh, maybe things that got in the way or how you got through them. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. So yeah. 
Um, yeah, let's uh, let's wrap up the show, man. I, I think we've done a great job. Thanks, Will, for, yeah. for all your comments, for your, your research that you always do. And I oh, love the passion job. and purpose that you bring into this show every time. Uh, so um, for those of you well, who- Well, that was, John. I got to yeah. thank you as well. So thank you, because we oh, do this my, together. Yeah, and, right on, you know, and when, when you unite passions, wow, you're even more powerful. Uh, one thing, you know, is also, you know, accountability. You know, maybe right. get somebody to, to, in your life that's going to help you to show up and make that 15 minutes, you mm-hmm. know, or 20 minutes or an hour a day or several times a week in order to make stuff happen. And, there you go. Um, yeah. Uh, you I almost want to comment on this uh, person no, you talked about. You're good. Felt you're good, man. On, on the <laughs> Just roll. Like, hey, they're probably not even yeah. watching anymore. So don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that's uh, going to so, upset you. Then we're not your people. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so, you know, for our audience, and we're going to, we'll wrap it up with a closing exercise. But for our audience, you know, thank you for joining us today. And we sincerely hope you will join us again in the future. And, you know, uh, we appreciate you tuning in. And if you got something out of this show, out of this episode, please share it with your friends, family, colleagues, and whoever you think needs to hear it. Um, and, you know, as, as Will mentioned before, please give us a like and a subscribe on YouTube and give us a review on the podcast. We'd love to hear that. We'd love to hear from our listeners and our audience. So that said, mm-hmm. let's get into that closing practice. If you've never watched before, that's how we do it. We open up the show with a practice and we close it with practice. And we're just going to do a really simple practice focusing on our breath, focusing on our breath, just five simple breaths. All right. So Go ahead and close your eyes. I'm going to come off of my ab mat this time so I don't fall down. (laughs) And just bring your attention to your breath. And let's begin by exhaling as much as we can, (sighs) emptying our lungs, bringing our navel to our spine, (sighs) holding empty, deep breath in, hold at the top, and relax, (sighs) empty, (sighs) empty, empty holding empty at the bottom that's one deep breath in into your nose ideally starting from the bottom to the top hold full at the top and empty 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 holding empty at the bottom that's two number three deep breath in feeling all the way from the bottom to the top Holding full at the top, noticing that fullness, experiencing that fullness, enjoying that fullness, and now letting it go. (sighs) Empty, empty, empty. Number three, done. Deep breath in. All the way. Filling those lungs. Expanding your chest, expanding your belly, holding at the top. And letting it go. (sighs) Release, release, release. And one more, holding empty at the bottom. One more deep breath in. All the way to the top and an extra sip at the top. Hold and release. Final one as you're releasing, bring some movement back into your body. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is well, I, the gonna, end I'm of our gonna, show. I'm gonna, Go for it, man. I'm going to close with one quote, John, that uh, really carried me on my path and, and brought me here to the city. This is by W.H. Murray. He says, until one is committed, there is hesitancy, the chance to draw back, always in effectiveness. Concerning all acts of initiative or creation, there is one elementary truth the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans. That moment you definitely commit oneself 
then providence moves to. All sorts of things occur to help uh, to help one that would otherwise never have occurred. A whole stream of events, issues from the decision rising in one's favor, all manners of incident and meeting and material assistance, which no man would have believed uh, would have come his way. And then Goethe says, or Goethe, whatever you think you can do or believe you can do, begin it. Action has magic, grace, and power in it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Great show, John. Always a pleasure, brother. Back at you, brother. Until next time, everyone. Peace. Peace, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you walk away with some new tools and insights to guide you on your life journey. New episodes are being published every week, so please join us again for some meaningful discussion. For more information, please check out mentalkingmindfulness.com.